0: Hello and welcome to the 14 questions podcast we're here it's another week another Monday yes and uh hey Dan how are you Dan's across
1: the table not too bad you uh yeah I'd ask you how your weekend was but weekends are just like every other day yeah it's all the same anymore other than the weather's nicer
0: it is beautiful it's been gorgeous out thank goodness you have a convertible. Daylight savings has, has come upon us. So the, the days are a little longer, a little more sunshine. You have a convertible. Cruising around with the top down. That's what I yeah. heard. I'm I'm not angry about it. No, now that it stopped raining. It was a thing yeah. for a month. 300 days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Rain, 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 rain. And then finally, finally, a little bit of sunshine and warm weather.
1: Yeah. So I'm a little jealous. I mean, I have a sunroof, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It almost makes me miss my Jeep. Almost. Yeah. No, I wouldn't.
0: But uh, no, it's good enough. It's a lot more fun to drive, too. So what are we talking about? Uh, Man, we're we're getting into another heavy one.
1: Well, okay, so folks, (laughs) this is how it goes over here. So at some point during the week, I'll call Brandon. We'll break off. we'll, We'll have deep discussions. And then we'll be like, you know what we need to talk about is that podcast thing. So... We came up, you know, basically threw some spaghetti at the walls, and we're like, "Yeah, that's kind of interesting." That came up this week, but we're jumping into a thing that is so and it could go anywhere.
0: I mean, really, I go, and it, we're not it, even going to start with the thing we're talking about because you know we'll, we'll start somewhere else and, and find our way to it.
1: Loop back as we're around apt or something. Do, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, hey, before we before we go any further, I don't know why I have these in my show notes. Okay. But I literally have where we're gonna what we're gonna start talking about some topics and this and that and the other. And I've got the whole glue finger thing. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you go off about like gluing your fingers together and yeah, something when we were talking glued, about this? I super glued my fingers
0: together like an idiot when we were on the phone earlier in the week. Absent-mindedness. You know, you're doing one thing, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna kill some time here.
1: Folks, Brandon right. is a magician, okay? So I'm not sure what you were up to. It could have been, could have been anything. Just, it was, it was passive experimentation,
0: <laughs> basically. <laughs> like mindless noodling whilst on the phone. I'm like, yeah, let me try this thing. I've been had rattling around in my head for a second. With to like hold quarters on your fingers or anything? No, I was, I was literally just gluing two small pieces of a thing together uh, that was broken. And I had used a toothpick to carefully place the super glue only where it needed to go and then i stepped around the toothpick again absent-mindedly whilst on the phone so the glue end was oriented the other way to me okay and then i reached down to pick up what was the dry end had i been standing on the other side of the table again absent-mindedly and started maneuvering and then realized i'm just finger-deep in super glue soaked end of the thing and so yeah
1: little ordeal to get that undone but hey worst things That's have funny. happened in life yeah yeah we must have been talking about stuff by this because I had this like circled it didn't make sense today when I or yesterday when I sat <laughs> down to read it I'm like why do I have notes about super yeah. glue in here but not, I don't
0: know I guess a lot of super glue is imported
1: yeah well okay folks so a couple of things in the news we're gonna get to one sort of near near break and then after break but I guess the biggie <laughs> in the news right now is this you know border issue we have at the southern border of the United States of America immigration's a thing yeah. it'll, it'll fit into our narrative trust me but always always a
0: hot topic in this country and the the only thing that surprises me about it anymore is that everybody acts surprised about it like this isn't just it's a constant issue but then it, it like so many things it gets leveraged when it's politically viable to
1: do so it's, and then swept back under a rug it's not just here though it's all around the world I mean, this is everywhere. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, there's there's all sorts of issues at borders with people moving in and out and, you know, stuff like that. Seeking asylum and whatnot. Yeah. We're just, you know, having to get out of a place or we're, what, what have you, it's, you know. I'm not—we're not going into immigration tonight, folks. We have covered it. We will cover it again. Um, but that's definitely a, a deep one. We wanted to keep it a little more on the lighter side in a weird way, so— yeah, we'll definitely get back to that one. And of course,
0: what's happening down at the southern border of this country? Yeah. Our thoughts, opinions, and ideas about it. Then, of course, you've got the uh, you got the thing that's still unfinished down there. Which is that? Oh, the wall. The wall. You know, yeah. Trump's Trump's like metaphorical penis
1: statue. Yeah, I you know, know got to make it is.
0: long, the whole width of the thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's silly. Pride and joy. Ridiculous. Another interesting one that came across the news feed, we almost went into this topic, was, um, um, I'm looking here. So this was a little bit that popped up about memes in an NPR feed that I follow. Uh, And that was uh, Nadia Ulubi's piece, March 12th, 2021. You know, about memes and imagery on the interwebs getting borrowed a million times. You know, and then people not getting reimbursed.
0: Yeah, well, just people not properly licensing the work. Uh, and that is an interesting piece because they're they're looking at essentially putting a small claims court directly in the Library of Congress copyright offices. Yes. So they can just handle their own claims, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, rather rapidly. Uh, and the concern being, you know, say photographers and whatnot can protect their work, musicians, but they're also concerned that people will just egregiously sue left, right, and center over every time an image gets posted on the internet. Uh, and it is a slippery slope,
1: like so many things. Yeah, but it's 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 often if stuff, if work's going out there and proper credit isn't being given to it, right? It's one thing if, if you're going to satirize something. It's another thing if you, if you yeah, do something. Yeah, I mean, we have,
0: you, we have specific use criteria in, in United States copyright law, and so yeah. satire, parody. You know, that those would be fair use, but you can't just take a thing you like, make a T-shirt and then throw it on Amazon unless you license or own the copyright right. to the imagery on said merchandise, uh, which
1: is a common thing. And you can't just, you know, take a magic marker and write all over it with your own thoughts and feelings.
0: Well, no, that, that's silly. And well, then the other thing is like I mean, likeness rights too, right? Like, right. you know, as a photographer, you you have to get a model release. To right. then sell a photo of an individual. So just because you snap the frame, yes, you own the copyright, but its use is limited unless that person has agreed to allow you to sell their image.
1: No, you just forward. Google it, get it, and then draw all over it with your own thoughts and ideas. Just take a Sharpie out to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, where I was going with that is, you know, once you start like basically drawing on other people's artwork, it can turn into a feud
0: yeah, well, and that's that's interesting before we move a little further forward with that is, is derivative work, right? Because the only person that can make derivative work from their artwork is the original artist unless you license their work. So, so on and so forth. But somebody, yeah, there's somebody out there that has run into this on the merchandising side. Uh, so much unauthorized merchandise of this person's work. Uh, in fact, I don't think there is any authorized actual coffee mugs or T-shirts no, everywhere. Or pillows or purses, but it's all over the place. And Dan was alluding to this, uh, just moments ago. It's somebody we've talked about before here on the 14 questions uh, And this, this little segment after the break is going to involve a wall. Not quite the one down here. Um, and bit this of, individual and little bit of immigration, a couple of characters, some immigration. Yeah. Writing, uh, writing, writers, famous people and, uh, a jail. Yeah. What a tangled web he's weaving. Uh, and of course that person is, uh, the world-renowned street artist Banksy.
1: We'll S- be right back. S- sit tight. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back to the 14 questions. We took a uh, quick break there as we do. <laughs> We've been known. Yeah. Just ever so quick. Sometimes our
0: breaks, you guys don't know because it's always 15 seconds, right? But sometimes for us, it's five minutes. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. Yeah, and then you never know. <laughs> I think once it was like a week, but. No. <laughs> you know, so. That's another thing. You chop this stuff up. It's always a quick break. We took a quick break, 15 seconds.
1: Yeah, it's so, time to grab a new beverage. So this one, this one's kind of interesting. So I, I want to come back in with this. So, and I really appreciate some of Ban- Banksy's work, but this one is interesting. So it's son of a migrant. All right, and this is in Calais, France. It's a it's a mural piece that was put up. Yeah, and it's called the Calais Jungle. This area of France, or Calais actually, because you know that's where. You know, people immigrating get backed up. There's lots of borders. I've been there. I mean, I've traveled from Dover into Calais and then all through France. Yeah. Um But it's interesting that he does this in the depictions of Jobs. Basically, he's got a like a sack on his back and he's that's, carrying. That's Steve Jobs. Yeah. By the way, yeah, founder, founder of Apple, by <laughs> Dan,
0: the way. Dan talks about Steve a lot, so
1: he's just shortened it up to right. Jobs. But for those listening, we're talking about Steve Jobs from Apple. Yeah. And if you, you know. Pretty pretty interesting guy. If you don't know anything about him, and there's a, a great uh, book written about him, um, you know his his entire life autobiography by Isaac's, which I, is like 800 pages. Which I feel terrible
0: because you purchased a copy for me recently, mm-hmm. and I've yet to get into that one. It's deep. I know that's. What, I w- I want to know that I have the time to just digest it. Yeah, it's like you because can It's 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 th- it's like the complete works of Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> But it's, it, it, it's 800 well written. Eight hundred to a thousand yeah. pages, but I'm excited about it for sure.
1: So here's this—you know—Steve Jobs was you know a son of, of uh, immigrants, and he goes on to do these things. And, you know, Banksy is making this statement about—you know—let's not just judge people. Like you know, there's been some pretty important people that have immigrated, and
0: yeah, no, he, moved he actually made a, a public statement about that particular
1: art piece. Yes, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay, so this is an art piece in uh 2015, actually. Um it was when it was done. But uh you know, the thing is this is what's sad and the show notes come up. So I'm looking at my, my show notes on this and I'm getting advertising on my show notes. You can buy it for $153 over here, $54 over here, $19 over here. <laughs> Put it on whatever the fuck you want, steal it, sell it, you know, claim it as your own, I guess. But I mean, we actually have a public service announcement that Brandon would like to read because he went down this rabbit hole. So if you need pest services, right, is it?
0: it's pest control
1: office. So
0: this is this is the only place that can authenticate or communicate or do anything on behalf of of the artist known as Banksy. Right. Pest control office, which I'm assuming he does a lot of things with rats. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cute and clever. But they have a, a use statement on their website. I'm going to read it to you guys because this kind of stuff gets under my skin uh, as a photographer and, and creative individual myself. That Would you say $154? Is that a print? A t-shirt? What is
1: it? Hold on. Hold on. I hate, you know, once you click on an ad, then there it goes. <laughs> it like, is what it is, right? So one's a canvas. I guess it's a another canvas. one's a ready to hang. Like there's maybe a coffee mug in amongst these things, wooden frame or whatever. Yeah. So they're just
0: taking his work, slapping it on some generic mass produced merchandise,
1: like mm-hmm. like drop shipped oh, sure online. I'm sure there's fucking memes out production, there. I yeah. just, you know, piss on it, play with it, do whatever, yeah. and then just you know, sell it. Without a license
0: properly. But hmm. it's I really love if you go to pestcontroloffice.com, and I'm going I'm gonna back up here so I get this right. And you go to use of images. And that seems reasonable if I've thought about licensing Banksy's work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it says simply. You are welcome to use Banksy's images for non-commercial personal amusement. Print them out in a color that matches your curtains. Make a card for your gran. Submit them as your own homework. Whatever. But neither Banksy or pest control license the artist images to third parties. Please do not use Banksy's images for any commercial purpose including launching a range of merchandise or tricking people into thinking something is made or endorsed by the artist when it isn't, saying, quote, Banksy wrote copyright is for losers in his book, end quote, doesn't give you <laughs> free reign to misrepresent the artist and commit fraud. We checked. So. <laughs> that's, that's so,
1: like, that's so like,
0: well done. That's a beautiful license. Like, just blanket, like, you know, use my work for your own personal enjoyment. Like, slap it on your notebook or Print it out and <laughs> glue it to the back of your MacBook. Like, whatever the hell you want to do. But don't sell my shit. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Fair and, enough. Yeah, and, and it is. His stuff is, is it's everywhere. Like, you would see coffee cups and purses and pillowcases. I think at one point, even a, a wine company had ripped off some of his stuff.
1: You slapping
0: it on their wine labels. <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, this collaboration didn't happen. None of this shocks me.
1: But, you know, the other thing that will irritate artistic folks, is when you mess with their artwork. So the reason we're covering, part of what we're covering, we're pivoting around a lot tonight, but there's a lot going on. So as of March 22 at 1138 AM, I believe that's UK time, Emily Craigie covered the the graffiti war that has now been rehashed. I reignited, reignited, reignited. Yeah. This, this is a thing that's lain dormant for a while. Yeah. So team Robbie. So Robbie was a famous graffiti artist. Um uh, Robbo. Robbo. Robbo sorry. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Robbo. And, um, basically when he was 15 years old, he did a work and actually they, they allowed it this, they allowed it to stay. They didn't get rid of it. You know, the authorities, cause they don't like people running around spraying trains and subway stations and stuff. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, Banksy went and did a thing, <laughs> drew on his artwork, and then
0: allegedly, allegedly,
1: <laughs> there was some altercation that um, you know that Robo cited where he Banksy was rude to him, so we slapped him. And I, I don't know. We won't get into all the all the behind the scenes stuff, but the two of these folks didn't get along so well. Yeah, they 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 were feuding for a while. Yes it would seem drawing on the other each other's stuff and, you know, doing a thing. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, this original famous piece, which, you know, Banksy had, I guess, you know, done the first thing to, and then, you know, team Robo or Robo that whole group was doing stuff to Banksy stuff just to give people some background here. Um, Robbo ended up having a, a tragedy and was in a coma and then later died, um, around the, I think, uh, 2014 is what I have in my notes, but Banksy went back and paid homage to that original piece yeah, and kind of made amends, drew a crown on it, called him King, you know, gave him, gave him some recognition. Yeah. King,
0: King Robbo, which is what he was known by too. So I, yeah. I, I think that should have, that should have buried the hatchet, but fast forward, here we are in 2021 and, Banksy had had this piece and this is what started this whole episode. Uh, Cause I saw this, I said, Hey Dan, we've talked about Banksy before. This is kind of interesting, but he had done a, a, a mural on a reading jail in uh, the United Kingdom of uh, a person. What do I want to say? Abseiling down the wall via a typewriter and paper, uh, That individual being Oscar Wilde, who had been jailed there for two years, hard labor for unmentionable things. But um, somebody recently tagged that uh, with Team Robbo kind of reigniting this feud that had laid dormant ever since Robbo's death. Um, So now they've they've surrounded it with this eight foot tall fencing and it's controversial, I guess, and all up in the news and kind of fascinating stuff.
1: Yeah, and so the reason I mentioned the article I mentioned, which is an yet another thread, is there was another mention of the typewriter piece, um, not mentioned, but there was a there was a Banksy piece allegedly that Team Robo went and, and defaced, and that's when this, if you follow, um, basically Berkshire Live, um, the Emily Craigie uh, reporter has been reporting out on what's going on because they went and found another piece, and then that piece was updated with. You know, a, a child staring at a computer with uh, cherish. Uh, I think it's love and hope. So there's all this, all this stuff going on in the street art world.
0: Yeah, and yeah, then it's interesting. the
1: Oscar Oscar Wilde one is kind of interesting too. I mean, he was jailed for two years for, I don't know, being, not heterosexual, right? I mean, yeah, but Ish, I think I, he, I don't
0: know. You know, in the time period that was frowned upon. But then I did some reading into it and they didn't get into specifics, but apparently they were younger men as well. About 11 of them, I think. So, you know,
1: I won't, I won't delve into that rabbit hole. So, but it's, it's this whole rivalry thing that's been fired back up, um, you know, because the, the, the fellow's dead and the hatchet was more or less buried, but everybody's kind of not everybody. So you would think. Yeah. People are scratching their heads saying why is this, uh, why is this coming back out again? Um, and both artists were, you know, both, you know, would, however you want to look at it, these works are, they're, they're thought through, they're thoughtful. I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive brilliant, to me. Actually, brilliant, yeah. To me,
0: I, I think it's brilliant. Um, you know, street art being mm. just, it's this gritty visceral
1: kind of art that, that is clearly done for the love of it. And make statements. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we originally covered Banksy because he had done a piece in a subway, which was like more of a PSA announcement when this pandemic first hit. Yeah. With, with we, the rats, with the with the face masks on and stuff like that. And, and th-
0: sneezing and all over the place and everything else, yeah, which, I, which I thought was great. I, mean, I thought it was too. I, I love Banksy's rats. He did an entire bathroom with rats all over it. And I, I think it's
1: great. I um, I, mean, I truly like his work. And, you know, my I'm going to... Pretty heavy background when it comes to, you know, art and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So, you know, I guess artist to artist, you can go draw on each other's stuff and, and fuck with it. But, you know, even that's not, yeah, it's a frown upon, right? Yeah.
0: But I don't know. It's, it's an interesting subculture because I feel like if you're not in it, do you ever really know what's going on? Like, where, where do the lines get drawn? You know, is it a game? Is it like a cat and mouse kind of game, or does yeah. it really infuriate and piss people
1: off? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, and I've never in and, and truly I I've never I've I've studied them. I've I've looked into them, right? Different yeah. street art. I've never known anybody. Like, you know, at the school. All sorts of people that did different things. Some people, were, you know, into architecture or planning or design or curation of this or, you know oil painting or digital design or a combination of all, but I've never come across anybody that was like, you know, I do this, I do this street art thing.
0: I imagine most people that do it to a high level, much like Banksy, prefer the anonymity Um, Mm -hmm. because there's some questionable legality there. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, Which was an interesting thing going through his website too. There was a contact form with the pest control office. And it's like, you know, reach out to us for this, this, or this. We may or may not get back to you. But if you can get us into high security areas and run to encourage some illegal artwork in said areas, <laughs> drop us a line. You know and I would. Went, I went, so if you're a late night security guard somewhere and ha- hold the keys to the kingdom, you know, maybe that's the way to get in touch, I suppose.
1: Well, in a, in a lot seems to... The revolve or, or some of these pieces that really get well known, or at least left alone. They, it, it seems to involve, the location is really important. Like, you know, King Robbie, when he did this piece uh, that I've referenced, it was done in Regent's um, canal in Camden, London, England. And yeah. basically, you know, the same thing with the, with the Steve Jobs piece. I mean, that was done in a very specific location, you know, in, as a, as a, it, it, it holds a different realm there than it would had it been a piece on its own that sits in a in an art room, right yeah, or some railroad graveyard.
0: you know you, you, it has to be somewhere where people would discover it and go, oh, well, when the when the hell did that happen? Yeah, and, know, and then which then the I think is kind of the allure of some of this art is somebody walks by these spaces every day, yep. every day, heading their cell phone, listening to music, whatever, it's their commute. And then suddenly one day they look up and go, well, that wasn't there before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, And they, and they stop and go, well, what's the story behind this? And so now on can, and
1: so forth. Contextually, if you want to set up your little store online and start ripping this stuff off and throwing it on T-shirts and coffee mugs, it kind of loses its fucking meaning. Right. So if I was the artist that went, to a degree, yeah. went out of the way to travel to said area of the world and do a thing.
0: Yeah. Make, make a statement, whatever it may be. Right. And the, and then suddenly it's on somebody's Etsy store. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: with on no screen printed T shirt, it's like yeah, eh, those those eh, folks eh, yeah, go fuck yourself. It's yeah. it's it's a cool picture, but then they lose the context of it. Absolutely, he's yeah. making a statement about you know people who have immigrated or, or or sons and daughters or or what have you or or folks that have just had to do things over their lives. Yeah. So. Which I think yeah. is a testament to Banksy stuff, though, in, in that yeah. it's,
0: it's so iconic. Even if you don't know him and his work, if you see it on a T-shirt, it's compelling enough to be like, that's really, really good or really, really cool. I want to own that. Um, I, the guy's stuff's awesome. I encourage people to hop online. And he's got an Instagram page and a website so you can see a lot of these in their original context um, and just
1: really brilliant stuff. No, it it and it's again. It's fascinating. It's something that's it's sort of an obscure area of of art and you know artistry that goes on yeah. all, all over the place. Um, we need to find a, uh, a street artist, and we can interview one one day. Interesting, Banksy, Banksy. If you're out there, <laughs> if you're out there,
0: <laughs> we'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, we could. You know, hey,
0: anybody anybody that makes a self destructing piece of art that gets sold at Sotheby's and then promptly shreds itself. Most of itself. I'm a a fan. Yeah, Um, yeah, most of itself. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: As a statement piece. What a brilliant thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, shall we leave it there? I think so. All right. Till next time, folks. Until next time.
0: questions need answers, find them on the 14 Questions Podcast.
1: Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the
0: web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The 14 Questions. Look us up on Facebook at 14 Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.